We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. They say that prayer is making the impossible possible. Now, one of those impossible tasks is praying without ceasing. So let's talk about that next on Truth For Today. Our series is called Doing the Impossible Through Prayer and Indeed, All things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. And when it comes to prayer, we can do amazing things by His grace and for His glory. But to do so requires us to be praying without ceasing. That's an impossible thing in and of itself. But there is help. We're in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17. Join us there, won't you, as we learn how to pray without ceasing for the impossible. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Here in ministry, in ministry and in life, he said, I despaired of life. The burden of ministry was so pressing, so hard, I, we would say, you're suicidal. He despaired of life. I don't know if that means I felt martyrdom was imminent. Or if inside of me, subjectively, I I was ready to throw in the towel. I'm despairing. It it is a strong word. Strong emotion for someone like Paul. I was overwhelmed with what I was facing in Asia. In Acts 19, a mob will be formed to kill me in the amphitheater at Ephesus. At Corinth, they will mistreat me. At Derby, in Lystria, they'll stone me. It was not easy being a preacher of the gospel in Asia Minor to a pagan world. Our biggest trial is we get our feelings hurt. He was being stoned. He was being jailed. He was being hunted down. I despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. Why did this happen? Are you still there? Look at the verse. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On, we, on him we have cast our hope that we will de- deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. I'm counting on you praying for me. God, let me go through this to show me I wasn't capable to get through on my own strength. We could not rely on our own. And you know what? That's what's the problem with so many. I've seen men in the church. uh, I've seen them, even Tim, years 
He worked for PG&E 35 plus years. And, and he tells me this, being alongside of me in the ministry here for six years, besides so many years as a layman on one level or the other. He said, I found it harder these last six years being on call and being on duty and facing the challenges of ministry more difficult than anything I faced in PG&E. You got to be kidding. All you're doing ministry is play golf and goof off. You don't have a clue. And that's why many men can't take the heat. They're bailout artists. They run when the heat gets hot. When the church is under siege, I'll bail out. I want to hear a good sermon, a short one, and good music, and I want to go home. Don't put the burden of the church on me. But I want a good church. I want a powerful church. Would you come to the prayer meetings? No, I'm not into praying. You're not into praying. In other words, you're a bystander. We can go into apostasy, and you wouldn't stop it. Because you don't have any courage and you don't have a backbone to suffer with the cause of Christ. Paul said, you can't trust your CEO or your MBA degree to do God's work. You'll have to be at the end of yourself so you rely on a power greater than you. That's called Christian ministry. Christian ministry. If you don't want it, I don't blame you. Get an easy life. Get an easy life. Let the church go to hell and criticize it all the way. Would it be any better if you were at the helm? You've got to ask yourself that. Will anybody reach kids based on you? Will anything get done around here based on you? How engaged are you? Spectator? Are you a spectator? Are you in the yoke? How do you get off? How do you get off? child of God. How do you get off? Find something to do. Don't worry about if it's your gift. We care less if you've got a gift. Are you available? What will you be doing besides critiquing when Jesus comes? It's easy to critique. Super Bowl's coming up, and we're going to cuss and discuss every past throne. By you idiot, you should have caught it. You ought to have a 250-pound dude coming at you and see if you catch it. <laughs> it's easy to critique when you're not playing the game. Can I get a witness? Amen. Say it even if you don't mean it. Say it. <laughs> well, a sixth thing. We need to pray to get relief from worry and fear. To be human is to have times of fear and anxiety. We all live with it or we're dead. Or we just don't know what's going on. And listen to what he says in Philippians 4.4. 4, Rejoice in the Lord sometime. You folks keep reading the Bible. What? You agree? I try to need to read the Bible. Always. Don't these always drive you batty? Just say occasionally. You mean you want me to be happy in you all the time? That's what he said. Well, I, I can't do that. We know it. It takes the Spirit's filling ministry. Because you're not that happy to look at. And you feel like brother, sister, grim. All of us do. 
It takes the spirit to produce this. Uh, and he said, I get, he knows I didn't get it. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. That's an interesting word. And the word reasonable has the idea, do you not ever know when to yield? Are you a person you can never win with because you win every argument? In other words, you're not reasonable. You're always right. Well, you're unreasonable. Heavenly wisdom, according to James, is reasonable. It's easy to be into. It can be persuaded. Can you? The Lord is at hand. I used to take that to be his second coming, but he didn't say that. He's at hand. He's right here right now. Do not be anxious, worried about anything. I, I, I'm just be frank with you. A week ago, I prayed this prayer, and then I said, God, you've got to be kidding. You're not informed. Trump's getting ready to go in. A lot of folks are upset. The economy. The people I know that are dying. The situation. I said, surely you're not informed. And right in the middle, God says, you don't mean it, do you? You don't mean that. You know, I'm omniscient. I'm omniscient. I know everything. You know, I'm, I'm in charge of everything. I'm, I'll, I've even raised up the wicked to praise me. Then I repented. And I said, I'll read it. Now help me to believe it. Don't worry. It's a sin to worry as a Christian. Don't worry. And what's the big thing today? When I'm worried, I'll take maybe tranquilizing America's hooked on prescribed drugs. We use more drugs than all the rest of the world put together. For anxiety, depression. I mean, we are an addicted culture. And illegally so. Legally. Prescription drugs. I can't sleep without a drug. I can't make it through the day without a drug. Why? Worrying ourselves to death at the most prosperous time of the country. Well, I make a counseling appointment. In other words, a human counselor can do for you what you won't go to God to do for you. God said, here's your cure. Write this prescription down. 911. Don't be anxious about anything. Which doctor said that? Dr. God. This is my prescription. In everything, pray. It's just a general word for prayer. Prosukamai, just prayer. And supplication, your request, along with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Okay, okay, what can it do for me? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I guarantee if you do that, I will tell the peace of God to guard your heart just like a garrison, like a man on the wall. He will guard you like a sentry duty officer. He will guard you. I will give you peace in the midst of not even having an answer yet. I don't want my people to worry. Why have we sinned so much doing it? Has it ever gotten better by worry? I'm good at it. 
I pastor. I'm good at it. I have grandchildren. I, ha- I raise a family. Just as soon as I got the daughters raised, 13 grandchildren come along. You start all over. Are they saved? What, what time are they going to get in? One of my granddaughters getting ready to get her driver's license. Oh, no, my lens, I don't want you on these roads. All over again. What if? What if this happened? What if? What if? Many of you are paralyzed by what if. It could happen. It could happen. And yet, have you ever seen a carefree believer that didn't seem to be about worried about anything? And you got to say, sometimes you resent them. No, you can't, you don't, no, you can't be that happy. You're a Christian. You don't know what's going on. I do know what's going on. I'm just obeying God's word. Casting all your care on him because he can take care of it better than I can. Don't worry. And he, many places in the word, Psalms, over and over. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you and not be afraid. That throws you off, Psalms 55. When I'm afraid, I will trust. Then he says, I will trust and not be afraid. Well, which one are you? No matter what condition I'm in, I'm going to trust him. And the byproduct of trust is peace. Romans 15, 13. May the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace while you're trusting him. So that you may abound with joy and hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're trusting God, joy and peace and a sweet resolve will be in your heart. When you're not, you're going to become a nervous wreck. It's what he says in his word. That's why some nights when I'm worrying the most, i got to read the scriptures before I go to bed. And please don't look at Fox News. And sometimes I tell Carolyn, I say, Except I, one of the biggest mistakes we did, made, we put, when I had back surgery, we put a TV in our bedroom. I'm going to tell you, tear it out. Read the Bible. Read a book. But don't go to bed and go, try to go to sleep on a bunch of negative news. As a matter of fact, the Bible's better devotions than the news. Desire to offer thanksgiving. I'll just move on seven. Giving thanks to God. I love what he said in Philippians 1.9. Every time I think about you, I get ulcers. No. I get what? I give thanksgiving. Isn't that interesting? When I think about you, what God's done for you, are people a source of joy to you? Or is it a source of whatever? But he said, I'm constantly giving thanks to God for what he's done for you. Past blessing, present blessing, thanksgiving alone ought to keep us praying all the time. Uh, desire to be free from the guilt of sin. Uh, if you read Psalms 32, it's one of the lament psalms where David is praying over his terrible sin, probably relating it to Uriah that he had killed and Bathsheba that he stole from that man. And he is uh, he's in this search of getting right with God. And he says in uh, Psalm 32, 5, I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. He did for a year. But finally, guilt ate him up. 
I confessed my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And before this time, he said, I had psychosomatic disease. My bones dried up. The moisture in my body dried up. My mouth dried out. I could not sleep at night. Tears were my food. What's this? What are you describing? I'm describing a man full of guilt and sin that he never had taken care of. And he finally, in the psalm, says, I finally went to God. I quit hiding. I went clean. And, of course, God sent Nathan to confront him and make it clear, David, what you're hiding, everybody's going to find out about because God's got your number. And he's going to have the whole nation know they've got a killer and an adulterer for a king. And you've been fool enough to think you can hide it for a year. Well, David, I'm going to see that my people know about it for the next three to 4,000 years. You try to hide sin, and you're going to be miserable. God promises to make you miserable. And when I hear Christmas and I'm miserable because I've been sinning, I said, well, hallelujah, God keeps his word. May it increase till you repent. Is that cruel? No, it's got to get bad enough before it gets better. When you're going to, and David said, I finally cried out to God, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And then he said, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there's no deceit. But when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For night and day your hand was heavy on me. I was depressed. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. He's describing the misery of being wrongly related to God. Sin. Sin, sin. Oh, I am going to tell you, uh, I had to cry to the Lord to get relief from my sin. Where do you go when you sin? The Bible said, go to God, confess it, don't stuff it, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, don't let it go down on your sin. Run to God in prayer, run to God in confession. I did it, I am wrong. I'm tired of blaming. It's not my mom's fault. It's not my dad's fault. It's not my wife's fault. It's my fault. I want to get clean before you. I want to be forgiven. God cannot forgive unconfessed sin. You have to come and get clean before him. And if you're a sinner like I am, I have to show up regular. Just a misspent word, a wrong attitude, a wrong motive. It keeps me showing up pretty regular. Haven't killed anyone lately, but, you know, I I sin, and so do you. Walking through a dirty world, it's easy to get dirty. That's our challenge. Well, he says, I think 9 and 10, we just close, is Paul said, I pray constantly for the unsaved. And, you know, we started last year, we started the year with our oikos. That is a, oikos is the Greek word for household, family relations. And so we said, why don't you start working on the people close to you to lead, for the, to, lead to the Lord? Because sometimes you're saying, was anybody coming to the Lord? 
Anyone being saved? Well, I ask you, anybody being saved in your circle? Are you sharing the gospel? You know, there's some of you, you're nervous if I don't make an invitation. Well, let me tell you, I'm nervous if you're not inviting anybody. You ought to be filling the building. Can you get anybody to even come to church with you? Can you get them here? Or can you get them to your house? Can you give them a gift? And Paul was this man bleeding all over Asia Minor. Someone said he's like tracking a rabbit, a bleeding rabbit through the snow. He bled all over the book of Acts. What about? I would that I could be a curse if it would save my people Israel. Did you know only God can give you that kind of burden? I don't know of anyone in this church that carries that burden for the loss. Maybe some of you do. Do you care? And Paul was constantly interceding for the loss. Caring, sharing, believing they really were lost and knowing they wouldn't be saved if we said nothing. Finally, I wish we had time to really settle, to pray for the spiritual growth of believers. Paul prays two prayers in Ephesians. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, and both are that people who are born again could grow up. That born again people would start loving like God loves. Chapter 3. Chapter 1, that God would give a spirit of revelation or inner illumination so you would know how rich you are in God, what great hope He's given you, and how much power He wants to display through you. And I see beat up Christians, defeated Christians, wiped out Christians, and they feel like they're uh, the illegitimate children of a poor king. They're, they're always whipped. They're down in spirit. Why? They're blinded. That they need, we need to be praying. God, illumine them. Show them what they have in Christ. Show them what they are in Christ. So, you take all of these things, confession of sin, interceding for the lost, interceding for a brother or sister, crying out in the day of trouble, running to God because you want his presence, and pray without ceasing. I didn't mention First Timothy 2, pray for government. And those who have authority, pray that they'll be righteous and do things that will benefit God's kingdom. We've got something to pray about. What are you doing if you're not praying? You're probably worried, fear, resentment, blame, critical, on and on and on. You'll do worse if you don't pray. But prayer is your privilege. And God said, if an unjust judge can get out of bed... Because a woman wore him down. And if a reluctant neighbor finally is awakened by a neighbor knocking at the door and won't give up, we just got to show up, ask, seek, and knock, and God will move heaven and earth to hear the cry of his children. And this is Truth For Today radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. Org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855 8 As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.